When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, in preparing to talk to you all today on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer did the morning show. Holly and I are with you till three. Lindsay's at the controls. In preparation for today's show, uh, we started to talk about some news about Taylor Swift. And we very quickly went from a place of, you know, fluff to a deep, heady place. So we're going to take you first into the fluff land and tell you what is going on with Taylor Swift right now. Buckle in for fluff land. So the fluff portion of the Taylor Swift segment is that Taylor Swift uh, was a headlining performer yesterday for an Amazon Prime Day concert. Yes. Yes. Yay! Get free shipping and Oh, geez, I was scared how that was going to end. Get free. I was like, what? Well, yeah. Shipping. Get free shipping on all the crap that you don't need. And also... Watch Taylor Swift and yes. Dua Lipa and Becky G perform. Now, this concert was live yesterday, but it's still available on Amazon Prime. So if you missed it, don't worry. You can still catch the performances. Yes. Uh, but uh, what was making headlines today regarding Taylor Swift's performance was the mm, possible shade that she was throwing over at Scooter Braun regarding that whole Big Machine Records kerfuffle that Ooh. happened last week. Well, <laughs> let's listen to Taylor Swift before she started singing her song, Shake It Off. Off, spilling a dish in a little dish, throwing a little shade towards Scooter Braun. <laughs> Just think, while you've been getting down now about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. Oh, I, I mean, she put a little more emphasis on that than she does usually. Yes, that is Taylor Swift's way of throwing shade, which is pretty PG. <laughs> Throwing so, shade. You know, it's so interesting <laughs> to me because that, of course, is from Shake It Off, which was on her 1989 um, album. Yeah. And that came far and like long before the Kim Kardashian, um, you know, Kanye West, Kanye kerfuffle. West kerfuffle part do. Because you'll remember part one was, was I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce should have won this award. Right. When he basically like took the mic from her on the stage at, at the MTV. 2008. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was between that kerfuffle and then the Kim and Kanye kerfuffle, which gave birth to the Reputation album. Yes. And it's interesting to me. I just realized that in... Even then, when she was doing 1989, she was still talking about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world. Yeah. That that has been a focus of Taylor Swift's entire 
genre is like there people other people are liars and dirty cheats or exes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be in the context of personal relationships. Yes. It also could be now looking back. Well, yeah. In the context of the people that she's working with in the music industry. Right. And what's so interesting about it is that it, it it can mean whatever you want it to mean. It's very convenient for her because it came in quite handy. Yeah. During it, this Amazon Prime Day concert. Totally. Absolutely. Well, that's the poll. That's uh-huh. the takeaway that we're getting from that concert last night. Uh-huh. So going into that, uh, Page Six has decided to run a story this afternoon uh-huh. regarding Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun. They have a sort that's talking to them page six and that source says taylor swift is playing the victim in her feud with scooter braun this after the headline yesterday came out that taylor swift is the richest entertainer well she made the most money last year according to forbes magazine she made 185 million dollars pre-tax gross Mm -hmm. and that's because her reputation tour was the highest grossing tour in the united states ever so congratulations to her yes super popular but this source is saying Saying that Taylor Swift is just playing the victim in all of this because she made the most money last year. And Taylor Swift is just playing the victim because, come on, I mean, she had the money to buy Big Machine Records outright. She could have owned the whole label herself. Not only could she have owned her own catalog, but she could have owned the catalog of other recording artists. And the source over at Page Six also adds... She has five homes, a private jet, and she even summons her boyfriend from the UK. She sends a jet to London to pick him up and bring him to her when she needs him. So that is what that source, uh-huh. we don't know who, uh-huh. probably a friend of Scooter Braun's, yeah. is talking to Page Six about Taylor today. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we have said that, like she's playing that victim role. And all of those words have the ring of truth, you know, that that she's... You know, acting as though she's been personally victimized by this. Now, that said, she, you know, the music business is a dirty business. Yeah. It's not, like I always say, and I didn't, I didn't originate this, but like, it's not show friends, it's show business. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're mm-hmm. in that, they're in it to make money. And so oftentimes at the expense, oddly, of the artist who's the one that, you know, created all the stuff that's making them the money in the first place. Yeah. The people behind the scenes are the ones who are really pulling the strings for the artists. Right. And so that is that like a, I mean, there the, it's a corrupt business just in terms of who should be making the money where and when and how. Right. Because if you sat back and really thought about it, you would be like, well, Taylor Swift wrote these songs, performed these songs. Right. So it's only right that she would be making money off of these songs. Yeah. You know, and to your point, Colleen, we have talked on this very show about Taylor Swift kind of playing that quote unquote victim card and using that angle and taking it to her, using it to her advantage. Here's the thing about this page six thing that's really kind of grinding my gears, though. It's the way that the source frames that Taylor Swift should be grateful for the success that she has. She should be grateful that she has five homes and a private jet and she can send that jet to go pick up her boyfriend across the Atlantic Ocean. So essentially how I read that is from this source, talking to page six, is that Taylor Swift should just shut up and keep doing what she's doing. happy with the money she has. Here's the thing, and I'm just, you know, my point of view here about this. Would you ever say that to a guy like, like, 
Jeff Bezos should just—he's got enough money. He's got got enough. Yeah, just shut your mouth. And now I'm sure there are some people who actually genuinely would say that. But would that be the narrative? uh, Be out in the media about Jeff Bezos or any number of rich Dwayne the Rock Johnson? There's an example. One of the the highest paid male movie stars on planet Earth. Stop complaining. You've got enough money. Or just like you know, just shut up. If you were, if he was fighting for maybe more fair pay or anything like that, or like, no, really, you should not do that project, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and you should give somebody else an opportunity to do that. I just like I see in this statement from the source at page six. I'm like, nah. You know what? She should have. Maybe she could have six homes. Well, you know, and and to add to that, like the it does actually benefit Taylor Swift to quote play the victim, right? Mm-hmm. Because part of the reason she has the money she has is because she plays the victim a lot. That is part of the uh, the persona and image that her brand has created. And we still buy it. The consumer still buys it. And so, you know, whatever it is, it's actually working. Yeah. And do you think that's like victimhood in the guise of empowerment? Because a lot of this stuff, too, where it's like, oh, well, I have been taken advantage of by the record industry, but I'm going to empower myself and others and others. It's Mm -hmm. it's like she's taking the mantle of being the one who's going to publicly fight it because the real truth is really all artists are the victim of the music business. They all are every there, there probably is not an artist that you know of that hasn't been bitten in the rear by a bad deal oh gosh, at some yeah. point, That's right? Totally. In their career, and it's hard fought. But many of them just don't burn the bridges. They bite their tongue, they buckle down, they do the work, and they move forward, right? Right. Some of them are the perpetrators of bad deals, you know, or, or deals that don't necessarily support or help other artists. I'm thinking of scenarios where... One artist buys like the Beatles catalog out from under. Oh, you mean Michael Jackson? Exactly. Paul McCartney did not have the rights to that. Michael Jackson did. So, like, they're all a victim in some way of this business. She's, but what she has done is she is using, she's trying to use that to her advantage to spin it so that it looks like she's the victim, but she's going to be the victim with a platform and a mouth. Right. And she's going to speak out against the injustice of X, Y, and Z. And this is not the first time she has done that. In fact, actually, if you really trace back the majority of her career since she turned pop, that is that seems to be part of what the plan has been all along. That's what her brand is, is that she's going to be the one who speaks truth to power. But what's interesting about it is she does it from like the voice of a teenager Mm -hmm. and we treat her like a teenager yeah but the woman is 27 years old No, she's 29 29. she's going to be 30 years old in december remember she had her 30th birthday open letter that she wrote earlier this year even though her birthday is not until december she's 29 years old she's She's a grown ass woman right and we treat her like a teenager because she appeals to teenagers because that is her audience and so what you see her doing is like taking her adult problems and dealing with them publicly like a 
teenager would find inspiring. Does that make sense? Yes. No, that totally makes that's sense. That's the business model that is Taylor Swift, and it works. Well, right, and that's her persona, because on yes. one hand, she's writing a Tumblr open letter about what's happening to her and all the drama that's happening in the music industry. I, you know, meanwhile, Taylor Swift, you do not make $185 million in one year without being a, a pretty astute business person with a team behind you yes. who's going to be supporting you. You're taking meetings with attorneys and management and other things and how to best, you know, strategize this. And- well, and to just put it into perspective, one of her peers, literally within a year of her in age, is Adele. And Adele has a fully different audience. Right. And a fully different public persona. Because, yeah, exactly. Because of the way she carries herself as a public persona, as a public person, she appeals to a, a, an older audience, partly because of how she doesn't engage with her fans the way that Taylor Swift does. Right. It's it just is interesting well, really to take a step back and look at it. Totally. And see what the story is that we're being told. Oh my goodness. There's a lot going on. I mean, we could go on, but we got Elizabeth we, Reese. We got to move on. Uh Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. Elizabeth Reese is here with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. Hello. Good afternoon. Okay, Miley Cyrus is making a lot of headlines today because of this big um, interview in Elle magazine that she did. And so there are lots of places that are talking about what she said. This headline, I think, is kind of interesting. You know, there are pivotal moments in everybody's life when something shifts and they find that they can no longer do something or be something that they were as a child now that they are an adult. Yeah. Miley Cyrus says it was the moment that she lost her virginity, that she stopped feeling like to Hannah Montana. And she said, I can't put the wig on again. Wow. All right. So she said, um, then she said she just didn't want to pretend anymore. And she's in the on the cover of Elle's August issue. And she talks about um, when she was 18, she said, I wanted to stop being Hannah Montana because it felt ridiculous. The minute I had sex, I was kind of like, I can't put the bleeping wig on again. It got weird. It just felt like I was a grown up. Okay, this is, you know what I think is so interesting about I this? I think that it's... Just, she's 26, by the way, too. Yeah. She's only 26. Oh, yeah, man. right? What? This is what I, like, Yeah, I, I love our, the human condition is such that we want to tell our lives like a story. Yeah. Totally. Like, this is great. Like, she literally got done with whomever she was enjoying an intimate moment with. Liam Hemsworth, probably. Rolled over and went... I am no longer Hannah Montana. Or that we attach all of these life feelings to losing your virginity. Like that we place such a huge emphasis. I mean, it is, there is a first. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Experience, but it's oftentimes not particularly tremendous uh, yeah. or meaningful. Uh, and, you know, and you're dealing with a lot of other complicated re- emotions. I can't imagine that your desire or, or lack of desire to put the Hannah Montana wig on is superseding all the other complicated things that you're kind of confronting. Exactly. Yeah. And there are other moments in life, at least for me, where you felt like more of an adult than losing, like voting for the first time. Uh-huh. Your taxes, paying your yeah. taxes, like renting a car. I don't know. There are just other life it's, milestones. It's I also just remember, like, you know, at the point that you lose your virginity, for me at least, I was like, yesterday I was not the person who had had sex, and today <laughs> I am the person who has had sex. And that's like all I was really wrestling with. That said, I wasn't Hannah Montana. That's true. But I just, it is hard for me to like go along with that narrative. Yeah. That she had this like epic moment. But she's so drama. I mean, everything about yeah. her is drama. And but I think, so am I. I mean, I, I know. Oh, I should understand. But her. sometimes with people like her, you know, there is, there's a bit of an inflated sense of self importance, right? Yeah. That sort of comes along with that territory. And yep. so uh, types of things that, that, she maybe doesn't quite understand that virtually everybody goes through and then she has to turn it into this massive transformational experience. Plus at 26, you know, she has 26 years of experiences. Like as you get older, they all kind of blur together. Right. I mean, what I find is interesting too, is that she made such big, bold efforts to separate herself from her Hannah Montana persona. I, I found that to be sad. I think that that was sad and disappointing. I think it rang false for her. And we're kind of seeing that now reflecting back mm-hmm. on the whole bangers era. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, OK, well, you made this very calculated effort to separate yourself from that persona. And now with this interview, it's like, well, you're still kind of bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, she just like point she hopped naked on that wrecking ball and she tried to swing as far away from Hannah Montana as she could. It's so true. She and Liam Hemsworth just got married in December um, and she said, I'm in a hetero relationship but i'm still very sexually attracted to women she said to l magazine people become vegetarian for health reasons but bacon is still bleeping good and i know that yeah there you go yeah i mean i think totally. that's I actually mean, well, that's, a very relatable statement uh, that's what i mean it's like yeah. Oh, well yeah of course like yeah. it, so it's then not we see gonna, glimpses of yeah. where miley cyrus is just normal yeah i don't know <laughs> i i think though like there's just it's it's she's she's a fascinating person. I well, think she I think says she a lot too. of things to try to get a reaction and to try to get what she thinks. You know, she wants people to have a certain perception of her, and so she says things to sort of further that oh, narrative. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, sure. and that's where I sort of I think that comes from because she's been in this relationship with Liam Hemsworth for such a long time. It's like she's one thing, and then if she decides she's not, she's so anti that. Versus just embracing all parts of who you are. Being okay with that and being settled with it. It doesn't mean that just because, you know, I did nerdy things when I was a kid, but it doesn't mean I have to go, I hate that and that was the worst thing ever and I'll never be that again. You just, it is what it is. I think we do also have to remember, though, that like she effectively is a child star. Yeah, she is. And just like all child stars, she probably had some arrested development at the time that she really became Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana. Totally. And so to see immature behavior out of her is not so far out of 
what we should expect. Yeah. yeah. Irina Shayk still believes in marriage after her Bradley Cooper split. That's yeah. the headline today. <laughs> she okay. okay. Everyone looks at marriage yeah, differently. True, true it's a fake exists. relationship. Yeah. Okay. He said, "Do I believe in marriage? <laughs> yes, of course. I'm not the kind of person who's against it." She would not talk about her recent split from the Bradley Cooper. She's on uh, Bizarre.com's summer digital issue. Yeah, but oh. she wasn't even married to Bradley Cooper. So. I know. So there. Yeah. They have a Thank baby. You. Thanks for playing, Thank Arena. You. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for that you. lovely dirt alert. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers, not here. Holly Roberts and I are here. Lindsay's at the controls. This is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 <laughs> second pop culture challenge. Ooh is on the telephone today, Colleen. We've got Larry on the line, and what is Larry playing for? Lindsay, what's Larry playing for? Larry's playing for a My Talk 1071 t-shirt! Nice. All right, Larry, are you ready to play? Yep. You know the rules. The timer will begin after I ask you the first question. Here we go. George, Charlotte, and Louie are the children of which royals? George, Charlotte, and Louie. Which royals? Who created the show Grey's Anatomy? Kelsey Grammer played what character on the show Cheers? Charlie Bucket is the main character in what book or film? Okay. Larry, Larry. Larry, we'll talk to you another time, okay? Thank you for playing today. Um, It's okay. Sometimes it's just, it's the luck of what you're dealt. Well, yeah, it's the luck of the draw. Exactly. You either know them all or (laughs) you don't know know, Or you know none. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Larry, thank you for playing. We're going to satisfy everybody's need to know the true answers to all of those questions. George, Charlotte, and Louis are the children of which royals? That would be... Kate Middleton and Prince William. Who created the show Grey's Anatomy? Shonda Rhimes. That was for you, Colleen. Thank you. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer played what character on the show Cheers? Frasier Crane. Charlie Bucket is the main character in what book and film? That would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Also, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was accepted. Yep. The reality show Newlyweds starred what musical couple? That would be Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. Larry. Shout out. We're, oh, by the way, we will get to them later in the show. Oh, so worry yes. not. Oh, yes, oh, indeed. This God. we swear. We swear. Yes. All right. When we uh, no. Now that we're done with that, now that we've answered all those questions, we're going to move on to solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items that Holly selected for us in this segment. We call "Blinded by the Item." Lindsay and Colleen, this afternoon, you guys are hopping in the gossip mystery machine and trying to solve this celebrity gossip mystery. All right, here's our first one. Even though this A-list mostly movie director with the new movie coming out has some someone full-time in his life now, he still keeps several exes on the payroll. Their job is to trash anyone who talks about the sex life or weird fetishes of the director. They also have slept with multiple tabloid reporters to make sure they get stories published. 
So oh. think about a most a a list. This person definitely is an A list director, and they do have a movie coming out soon. It's coming out at the end of the month. I have someone in mind. Go ahead. Would it be uh, James Cameron? Oh, unfortunately, no. Uh, Darn it for him. me. That would be something uh, you would do. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say uh, that it's um, Quentin Tarantino. Ding, ding, ding. Are Cullen? you serious? I thought what, I was kidding. What is with you and the blind eyes? I thought the last I was joking. Days. I'm dead serious. That was a full on guess. Just casually, oh, Quentin Tarantino. Right. Okay. okay. Wow, fill in that blank. Alrighty then. All right. Even though Quentin Tarantino has a new wife, he has someone full time in his life. Quentin Tarantino keeps several exes on the payroll, and their job is to trash anyone who talks about the sex life or weird fetishes of Quentin Tarantino. These women allegedly uh, have slept with multiple tabloid reporters to make sure they get stories published. Oh my now, gosh. The wow. only weird fetish that Quentin Tarantino, to my knowledge, allegedly has. He's got a foot thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he looks, he, I don't know what this means when I say this, but he seems to me like the type of person who would have a foot thing. Which, correct. quite frankly, on the broad spectrum of sexual oddities or fetishes, like I feel like that one's pretty, you know, whatever. I feel like that's very common. Yeah, I feel like that's, well, or that if someone was talking like, about that yeah that that's would, not there's no shame associated no, with that. i'm not gonna be shocked by it it's right. just weird enough to be unique yeah right yes i mean he's not like into like ballooning or anything okay i holly, really i love it when is. holly yes okay you don't I don't, don't. And just i'm if, not gonna google don't it either. Google, that's no, what i was no, gonna no, say I'm not gonna do oh, it. I'll tell, it's very pg is it if fully clothed uh, we're, where, we're computer PG. I'll look it up on the Google there. Well, I mean, it's where people sit on balloons and they pop. That's yeah. it. Okay. Like, that's it. I mean, do they, you, by all means. That's what I'm saying. That's what they're trying to do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, before I make some parents out there have conversations they're not ready to have yet with their children, we'll move on <laughs> to another blind item this afternoon. Now, this one's confirmed. Okay. So we know who this is about. Here we go. This talk show host, not named Wendy Williams, okay, <laughs> thinks she can strike out on her own and become a huge star and make millions. She thinks she can be the next Ellen. The odds are high, though, that if she goes out on her own, she will crash and burn and not be able to find any work after. Uh, so think of a talk show host who's not Wendy Williams and then obviously I, not Ellen because this person uh, thinks that they could be the next Ellen. Megan McCain? Oh, golly. Good job. Was it? Are you serious? Serious. (laughs) Good job. What is happening? My mind is blank. I'm like, oh, who else is a talk show besides Ellen and Wendy Williams? I got the, it was the go out on her own. And I thought about the news from last week that Megan McCain was thinking about leaving the view. You are good at this job. I congrats. I'm just on a, I'm having a hot streak. You are. It's impressive. Okay. Fill in the blank. Megan McCain thinks that she can strike out on her own and become a huge star and make millions. Megan McCain thinks she can be the next Ellen. But the odds are high, though, that if Megan goes out on her own, she will crash and burn and not be able to find any work after. Oh. Mm. You know, give it a shot. Why not? Why not? That's true. Well, yeah, because allegedly, to except, except a career. For- <laughs> well... There you go. She's not happy on The View, is she? Uh, well, I, that's the rumor. So the story that Colleen was referring yeah. to last week is that Megan McCain was maybe not so happy on The View. 
Some people were looking at that as a contract negotiation piece, being that, Hmm. you know, maybe if she wants to negotiate a a higher salary or something else or like, how is she going to move on? Because I think that her contract is up. So right now it's like, well, is she going to stay? Producers on The View say that she probably will stay. Yeah. But now there are these rumors that, well, she might not want to stay because she wants to do her own thing. Right. Which, you know, listen, more power to her. And I would say to anybody you, there, you, there's with with what's the word with great risk there is the potential for great reward or something did I make that up but from Spider-Man it could have been <laughs> but you know the point is this like you don't get you don't reap huge benefits unless you step all the way outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to try something new yeah. mm-hmm. but there is a risk to that and so she's in a secure place right now where she's got a solid paycheck she's got if she signs another contract she's got more time on the show but if she really wants to see if she can strike out on her own girl go for it but be aware Mm -hmm. but be aware that it might not go the way you want it to you know for every ellen there's uh chris jenner i was gonna say busy phillips but chris jenner you're correct i mean there's all kinds of people Mm -hmm. man don't even i miss that i miss jenny jones too don't get me started what is she up to Jeez Louise. Uh, All right, let's do another blind item. Uh, What we're saying is the daytime talk show circuit is tough. It is. It is. And everybody wants to do it and thinks they can. And there's a reason why not everybody does. All right, let's move on to another blind item here. Uh, Colleen and uh, Lindsay, let's try to solve this celebrity gossip mystery. Here we go. The press is finally catching on that when the streaming service spends a ridiculous amount of money on one thing, it is more than just making a film or a TV show, but about lining the pockets and laundering money. Oh, very dirty money. Interesting. Okay. So what are we looking for here? Guess the streaming service? Guess the streaming service. Ooh, this is fun. This is this. I'm going to let Lindsay do this. I like this because TV is kind of my thing. Um, ooh, let's see who would be most, sh- I don't want to say shady. Netflix is my initial reaction just because they do put out the most content out of everyone, I think. At least their own. They just, every week, and it's boom, boom, boom. So I'll say Netflix first, and then let's, I'm, and then see how she yes, does. I'm going to guess I'm wrong, but give yourself a ding, Lindsay. Because- Lindsay, you did it! <laughs> yes! Yes! All Finally! Right. Gosh, so. Here's your blind item filled in for you. Watch out because the press is finally catching on that when Netflix spends a ridiculous amount of money on one thing, it's more than just making a film or a TV show, but about lining the pockets and laundering money, allegedly, which is very dirty money. Now, I don't know where these uh, money laundering things are happening. I don't know what projects. I don't know how the money is even being handled. I don't know whose pockets are being lined. But this is the rumor that NT Lawyer is talking about. The gossip over on CrazyDaysAndNights.net is that, yeah, you always wonder. You're like, geez, Netflix spends a lot of money Mm -hmm. on a lot of different things. Where is that coming where is from? Because I wonder and that where, all the time. Because from a business, I mean, listen, I don't, I did not take any business classes ever. <laughs> so fine. I guess I don't quite understand exactly how it works, but just rudimentarily, if you consider that everybody who has Netflix is paying a flat monthly fee, how are, how are they, are there that many subscribers that they can finance all of this junk because there aren't advertisers, None. at least conventionally. 
No, product placement in shows, I'm guessing they generate quite and, a bit of yeah, money from. Yeah, subscription not. service fee. Yep. But then again, you're thinking about, That's okay, like finite, though. Well, that's finite, right, because they want to get more subscribers. Yeah. And that was maybe one of the strategies a couple of years ago. Let's make an event TV show. Right. And then we're going to have people subscribe to it because that's the only way that they can have access to the content. But then... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's only going to get you so far. And then I'm sure you can get venture capital funding. You can right. get all this other stuff from hedge funds, et cetera, et cetera. But then that's only a certain amount, too. I know there's a lot of questions, and I didn't take any finance classes either. It's very obvious yes. I haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, you already said bigger words than I even had. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they I feel like you you you've done the prereqs at least. All right. Well, what we're saying here, the blind item is saying, anti lawyer is saying, just you know, maybe look at Netflix with a skeptical eye. Done and done. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Whitney Houston has new mu- music. 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 <laughs> we are going to listen to the new charting. Song by Whitney Houston after this on my talk 1071. My talk 1071 and the St. Paul Saints are bringing back Cat Video Festival on Thursday, August 8th at CHS Field, presented by First Equity, Walzer Polar Mazda, and Walzer Mazda Burnsville. Tickets are on sale now. 10 bucks per ticket through July with $1 from each general admission ticket sold. That's going to Rough Start Rescue. Chuck and Don's VIP tickets for $75 include food and drinks. Catch a ride on the free ride on the Metro Transit to watch the 2019 Cat Video Reel, including a segment from America's Funniest Home Videos. For more information about this awesome event, go to mytalk1071.com, keyword cats. You guys, it's the best day ever. Really? Yes. Are we getting uh, ice cream kittens and uh, cookies in the studio right now? Uh, No. Okay, fine. You lied. But you are going to get some new music on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer uh, was on the morning show this morning. He will be back with us next week. Yeah. Holly and I are here. Taking a nap he's ta- now. He better maybe, be taking a nap. Maybe. Lindsay's at the controls. And, okay, so yesterday, I'm sitting on the couch at my house, and my husband says to me, did you hear this new Whitney Houston song? And I go, No. Please play it for me. And then I thought to myself, bad entertainment radio host. I have not heard the song. Mm. But then I was like, thank you for doing my job for me. But that's my own personal business. You digress. I digress. First, I want to play for you a song that you may or may not remember, depending on where you are in the continuum of life. It's this song. Okay, that is Steve Winwood. I loved that song when I was young. Now have rediscovered it. Gonna probably need it on a playlist on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. 
But now I want you to listen to this new music from Whitney Houston. This is amazing. I cannot get enough of it. I want to listen to it forever and never stop. Both this, of them. Just exactly, like Steve back Winwood, to back. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Steve Winwood. Back just and over and over and over again. Back it's, and forth. Okay, so this, uh, this is her... By the way, number one, this is her first... New single on the American Billboard chart in 10 years. This is a collaboration with Kygo. Whoop. And this is a 19, uh, 1990 cover of Steve Winwood's 1986 hit, Higher Love. And this is a previously unreleased rework of that song. So this is huge, you guys. Yeah, it would be. This has gone through a lot of iterations. Right. Apparently, Whitney Houston recorded this version of Higher Love. They decided not to release it. They had that track and then stripped the instrumentals from that mm-hmm. track. And then Kygo put his spin on it. Yep. I would be fascinated to hear her original version of right? the song that she recorded in the late 80s. And I and wonder then, if that's not going to be released. I mean, I'm sure we'll get an opportunity to hear that at some point. Absolutely. Very similar to how you've heard some of the raw versions of Prince doing Nothing Compares to You. Like, yep. mm-hmm. you'll get, like, the versions of it. At some point, I'm sure we'll hear it. Right now, we just have to, like, marinate in this awesomeness. Should we play it again? All day, every day. Okay. All right. Right on. Now, what's also super cool about this is that this is her 40th entry into the Hot 100 with this song. And this is, of course, as you know, uh, after her death. So this is um, her first new single on the American chart in 10 years. And uh, she is no longer with us. And so she cannot, obviously, any longer create new music. But we are going to get new music from Whitney Houston. And this is just the beginning of it. Um, they have multiple musical projects on deck, plus a new Broadway, a potential Broadway musical, a new album, a hologram tour. Whitney Houston is still very much in business. Oh, I was going to say that what this shows is just how tremendously talented Whitney Houston was. Oh, yeah. Those vocals are so fresh and they're so relevant and so powerful. And it definitely puts a contrast to maybe some of the vocals that we have right now. The kind of marble mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side mouth. Side trend that we have going <laughs> yep. right now. There she is. Crystal clear, crisp. And powerful. it's Whitney at her best. Yeah. And that's the thing I appreciate about it. Because toward the end of her life, we weren't getting our best version of Whitney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this sort of like resets our Britney or our Whitney pass our woo. That was a weird slip. <laughs> um, this resets our Whitney palette so that we don't necessarily. So she's not ending on the the not per, the not amazing Whitney note that we're going to still she's going to live on. And that's so cool because she really was such a talent. Yeah. So everybody download that on your Spotify or wherever you get your streaming music and just listen on loop because that's what we're going to do. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the chain that we don't have in Minnesota, but you wish we did? 651-641-1071. We'll be back after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. 
Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.